How would you rank a king? Would you rank them off their physical strength in one-on-one -on -one combat? Or would you rank their intellect, how they can manage an entire kingdom and all their assets skillfully and to their maximum efficiency? Or is a king ranked off their military might, how they can conquer the entire world with their armies? Or maintain peace in a small area? I don't know these answers, and thankfully the show doesn't ask us quite yet. But my name is Game Anderson, and let's get started ranking of gangs. So, slight story time, as always, as I hope to do. So, uh, winter 2022 season starts, you know, December 2021, because, you know, that makes sense. I'm being stupid, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. <laughs> but I saw these two shows that seemed very similar to me for no reason in any honesty. First one was How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom and Ranking of Kings. And I thought they were the exact same show with the same premise, but one was an Isekai and one was like a cutesy or fancy little kid show. Oh boy, was I wrong, because eventually I was looking up, you know, good anime of the winter 2022 season. I was going to do something much more recent for this show, if you can believe it. In fact, I'm pretty sure this is the most recent. Yeah, this is flat the most recent show I've done. Part two of the show is still coming out as we speak. It just came out as I'm recording this on the 18th today. <laughs> but Ranking of Kings, I had no clue what I was getting into going in. And hopefully, thanks to me, you guys kind of know what's going on. So as I, as I kind of alluded to, the Ranking of Kings is about the world where these a bunch of kings that are raided. Look, sometimes everything's in the title. I mean, you don't know what Blade Runner's about. It could be somebody that has, you know, knives for legs or something. You don't know. But, you know, like a cyberpunk? You know what cyberpunk's about. Uh, disappointment and lies from the Polish developer CD Projekt Red. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I, I know so many people were looking so forward to that game, and so many more people were let down that even weren't looking forward to it. I was one of them. I wanted this game to be cool, and I just didn't care to play it. Anyway, so we follow good old the Kingdom of Boss, and we start off with a little like, hey, here's how the world works and all that. And we meet King Boss and his son, Prince Boji. Prince Boji is deaf and mute. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I'm not sure how much I was going to like the, our little protagonist at first. And then it was like, oh, he can read lips, that's good. And honestly, I don't know what the show is going to do if he couldn't, because clearly not everyone was going to have sign language. But he and the sentient little shadow person in Kage team up together. Kage's design is... I didn't like it at first, but then it started to grow on me. And once you actually see him in motion, it's very fun. It's the two of them working together, 
to make Prince Boji stronger because he is laughably weak for the son of a giant. Because Prince Boji is only about, I'd say, three feet tall at best. And he's like 12 or even 14 according, according to some stuff I looked up online. So he's not like a little, little kid. Anyway, Prince Boji wants to train up to become a strong king like his father, who is underneath a terrible illness at the time. But I want to go into story and characters a little bit later. I want to talk to you about animation. This show's animation, it's beautiful, wonderful. And I can't tell you enough on how good it is. It's some of the best I've ever seen. It has this really cutesy fairy book kind of art style. Fairy book. I think I meant to say fairy tale book, but fairy book works. I'll use that from now on in regular everyday conversation. But he is... Prince Bochy's animated so well. Everyone in his show is so, so wonderfully animated. All the backgrounds look beautiful. All the flashbacks have like these really weird shadings and lines. And I, I really enjoy it. It makes, I don't know, it feels like a storybook you would see in a movie. Of just like, there's not a ton of detail, but you can see everything. And when they actually move with this super minimalist art style, it's really entertaining to see. And I was wondering, who did all this? Who did this little cutesy show about this kid becoming king? Well, it was studio, it was wit studio, I think is how you say it. Now, I'm trying to think back, who, what else has Wit done? Oh, Attack on Titan, Vinland Saga, you know, all of the big ones. <laughs> yeah, they, they did Attack on Titan season one through three for six years, from 2013-2019. And then they went to Vinland Saga, they did the Ancient Magus' Pride, they did a few other things. I haven't seen most of what I'm mentioning except for Attack on Titan and pretty soon later this year in fact they are you know if you're listening to this in 2022 which if you aren't I'm I really appreciate you listening to these old episodes it it will probably make me feel a lot of joy later down the future I don't know maybe next year I'll go back and look at all the analytics for all these but anyway uh yeah, they went from very violent, gritty shows, to my knowledge, again, I don't think Ancient Magnus' Bride is that over the top with violence, because I highly doubt it is, considering the little bit I know about it. And, you know, they also do Great Pretender, which is something I plan to do for this show, hopefully. I just haven't seen it yet. And then they, they did this show, and it's so flabbergasting to me that... I guess I don't know it was such a weird turn because this seems like a very much like a little kid show and Attack on Titan and Vinland Saga Vinland Saga is like a dark historical piece on Vikings and Attack on Titan is well Attack on Titan and you know Spy X family is supposed to be good so we'll we'll see how that goes That, that might be interesting but you know I don't know, it's just weird to see, like, a studio like Wit. It'd be like... I'm slowly discovering all the stuff MAPPA has done since I've done this show. Because I've been looking into different animation studios. Something I never would have done before this show. So it's honestly very fun to see, but... 
don't know. Seeing what people, seeing what studios did before what you know them for is very, very strange in my opinion. That's probably all you want to hear on this. So I'm probably, I'm gonna lean into the story right now, shouldn't I? So I already talked about Prince Boji and Kage. Kage is really the mouthpiece for for Boji in a lot of ways, and that's fine, especially because he and Boji do work apart a lot. Most of the first half of season one, he's barely even there as a presence. The second half, he's there much more, but even then, he, he doesn't even know all the stuff Boji's doing, and the audience is organically left in the dark because Kage is our camera into this world, more or less. And it was very fun to see. It, it was very good. It was done very well from a perspective of an audience. Kage, he has a very sad backstory. And I'll go into that when I get to the story part and spoilers. And then we have King Boss, who is this giant. This giant. The strongest man in the world. That gave birth to the weakest kid in the world. Somehow, I don't know. Anyway, we also have Queen Hilly, uh, good old Boji stepmother, and she has a son. And of course, you know, rival princes wanting the throne. And first episode, you see Prince Boji and Prince Dida, you know, his brother. His name was escaping me, and I was gonna try and play it off as long as I could, but I figured it out near immediately, and now I just feel bad. If only I re-edited. <laughs> oh man, that would be smart. I shouldn't do it. Anyway, so first episode, we've been see them fight. Boji's a super, super duper weak kid. But the one thing he has over his brother is he can dodge. Boji just comes in, smack, 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 dodge, 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 dodge. And he, get, he gets so many hits on his brother, his brother can't hit. And everything's going in his favor, and... But we see everyone looking down on him and his little sword instructor. His, what did I say? His sword instructor comes down and tells Boji with sign language because, you know, a lot of the royal family and a lot of the people, like, adjacent to them all know it, which is really nice to see. And from what I understand from my light research on the show, most of it is pretty accurate to what's being said. Again, please do not quote me on that do not use me as a reference because i would what be known as a bad reference for something like this because i got it from someone else and i didn't cite my source anyway that's just that's just some legalese for you please don't cite me but he basically tells boji a king doesn't fight like that and boji's forced to fight like dida style and he fails miserably gets beat up his brother like i'm like his they're using sticks to fight with i'm pretty sure dida splinters his brothers and for all intents and purposes dida seems like the much better candidate for king because he is in all ways except for he doesn't have a heart like boji because you know dida he's a little bit scummy but he's still like a pretty decent person as far as royalty goes but, you know, Queen Hilly's mean to him. 
Dido's mean to him. No one really believes him, and his father's dying in a deathbed. And the only person he really spends any time with is Kage. Eventually, his his father dies, and in his will, Boji's left the throne. You know, he doesn't know what to think, we assume, because he doesn't talk to anybody about it. And then, Coronation Day comes, and they lied, and the royal advisors and Queen Hilly went behind his back to crown Dida the king of, of the land of Voss. And Boji was crushed. And this is all by episode 2, may I add. Like, this show moves fast. Also, the one thing I had forgotten to mention, when King Boss died, a demon came out of his mouth, sat there, stared at everyone, and disappeared into a black puff of smoke. Man, this show's weird. So, the story continues of... Boji Kage, his swordmaster, and a random knight go off to go on a quest to get to like give Boji some real world experience. It's now he's never gonna be king. Queen Hilly lets him do it. But that's mostly the story for right now. That isn't too spoilery. Uh, I will say Boji does get better, and this show actually has two fights. If you know anything about me. Fights are kind of my jam. I love Dragon Ball Z. I love I love the manga of Dragon Ball Z. I love stuff like Attack on Titan. I love Jujutsu Kaisen, Hunter Hunter, Yu Hakusho. Yu Hakusho is my favorite. That show is mostly just fights past the beginning because I didn't know what it wanted to be at the beginning. Anyway, but mmm, it's so like they definitely went for qual for great quality over quantity, and this this works wonderfully. And Boji even has a short little training arc. It's very entertaining, but I'm going to talk about the characters a little bit now. Uh, in more detail than I did. He's... Actually, this was the character section. I kind of turned it into the story section. That was a mistake. I apologize profusely. Uh, I cannot return your time to you, but I was going to talk about the story anyway. I'm going to do a spoiler section later. Anyway, characters! We're talking about characters, right? Anyway, Prince Boji, very sweet. Kage, he's nice. I like Kage, even though he's like... He doesn't do much. Again, he's mainly a camera for the audience's eyes. But we have Prince Dida, who is kind of a brat, kind of a royal brat. But we learn a little later, later on, he's not that bad. He's just kind of... He's got some bad guidance, also known as what I like to call Magic Mirror. The magic mirror is this woman that's in the mirror and she, in the, his mirror, and she's giving him all sorts of not so great advice. Like, hey, now that you're king, why don't you try and kill your brother? And, you know, he does just that. King Boss, we don't see him that much outside of the spoiler section. And Queen Hilly. Queen Hilly was a shock to me. I won't lie to you. Because I thought she was going to be the evil stepmother who wanted her son on the throne. And, yeah, she wants her son on the throne. Because she doesn't want Boji to have to have the strain of actually ruling a kingdom with how hard it is for him. She genuinely loves her stepson. And in a lot of flashbacks we see, she tries very hard. And she taught herself sign language in the space of a few years. 
in like a year just to be able to talk to him on the daily. She worked very hard to learn it. And we don't see her do it in the first episode just because there's people all around her doing it for her. And we also learn whenever Boji got hurt, she would always secretly heal him while he slept. And, you know, Boji doesn't know this. Kage knows it, though. And it was nice seeing them, like, slowly come together. You know, and current state of the show, I'm I'm worried that's not going to last too much longer for Queen Hilly. But the flashbacks were cute, at least. And we have the Four Kingsguard. And we don't know a ton about each of them quite yet. We have we have the you know King Sword, who is Boji's personal sword master. We have the Snake Charmer, who he controls a metric ton of snakes that go across the entire castle. And he wanted Boji on the throne. And when Boji didn't get that, he basically went rogue and ran. Oh, yeah, this, the polearm master, and let's just say him and the snake charmers fight, so good. I know they have names, but unfortunately, I'm actually recording this in a hurry. So I can't look a ton of stuff up. And we have the Despas brothers. One, one of them's king, and one of them's a trainer, and Boji goes to them in the underworld to receive training. Uh, and it's honestly a really fun part. And, uh, I say this lightly, that's mainly all the characters we see. All the named one, at least, that I can recall. Of course, we have the knight that goes to Boji on his adventure. But, honestly, the show keeps an, a shockingly small cast, not too many fights, and that's the joy of it. You know fights are coming, but you get to see Boji train and grow as a human being. It's really fun, it's really refreshing, it's not just... Hey, I'm gonna fight you and fight you and fight you forever. It's I'm gonna work hard. We're we're gonna grow as a character and stuff's gonna happen. Again, but that's mainly all the characters since I kinda went over them earlier. And next up is spoilers, and I'm sorry, but I recommend you watch the show for yourself, or at least look up the opening theme song. And uh warnings for the spoilers, we're going up to episode eleven, but yeah, this show's special. I can't I can't exactly put my finger on it, but I'm hoping if it keeps momentum like this, it will you know, I say this a lot, like I think this I don't think this is gonna be like one of the greats like, you know, Naruto or anything like that, because it's not that kind of show, but I think it'll be fondly remembered. Maybe not like Oron High School Club, and that's a terrible example for what this is, but like Something that isn't too dramatic. Something that's just... You can watch it over and over again. But... Well... Actually, we're... Well, we're done with characters. I need a good segue. I don't have a good segue out of here. Help me, please. I don't know what to... Spoiler time. Anyway, so we figure out why Bochi's so weak. Guess whose dad made a deal with the devil in the flashback? He, 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 in, in this little witch girl who has the exact same voice as the girl in the mirror. He's of course same exact person, you know. Fun, fun, so fun. They make a deal with a devil, and the devil makes a stipulation of, yeah, sure, I'll give you immense power, but you know, I need 
I need power from, you know, kin or whatever. And he says, I have no kin. And the devil's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I have a kid. You're, we'll take it from your firstborn. And from there, King Boss gains his power. You know, not immediately. But he finds the strongest woman he can find. Who is another giant who looks... And Bochi's mother looks exactly like him, but, you know, talking an actual giant. And has this long, puffy hair. It's fun! You know, until we know she dies, but... You know, it's just fun anyway. And when the news of King Bo Prince Boji's birth is announced, he he becomes much stronger and he conquers the the soon-to-be kingdom of Boss. And is known as the strongest man, being number seven on the ranking of kings. And it's honestly shocked me, he was never number one. Anyway, we're going to get to the fun little bits here in a second. But... So, Boji goes off on his quest to deliver a letter to Queen Hilly's family. He has a swordmaster and a random knight, who is voiced by one of my favorite dub actors, but his name escapes me, and it's so annoying. He's I he's the dude that plays Meliodas in Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, man. You can really hear it here with with Meliodas when he's doing like the serious voice and also that one blonde kid in uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans Gundam. I mean Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. I don't, look, when I talk about Iron-Blooded Orphans, I just say Iron-Blooded Orphans because Gundam to me is more like a genre these days than an actual like can hear it story because honestly that's what it is. It's just them using uh, similar mech designs and even then Iron-Blooded Orphans is the most out there of them all from the rest because they're like super mechanical there's no i think i figured out next week's episode because i have a lot to talk about <laughs> now i have next week's planned out i swear you guys will love it <laughs> but you know they go and the sword master shows them this is the gate to the underworld you know blah 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 anyone falls down there they don't come back up this is where all the world's demons come from and kicks him in there. And he's crying, and then we get a little flashback of King Dida sent the Swordmaster specifically to kill off Boji. Because Boji, the Magic Mirror told him Boji would be a rival to the throne, stuff like that. And Boji, Boji follows the other world. Kage comes out of his back, and to this point, we had no idea Kage was with them. And saves them, and then they go to the Underworld Kingdom, and they meet the Despa brothers. You have the King Despa. And then the trainer despot. King is kind of what I would call a maniac, but the same kind. Sees that Boji's really good at dodging and is like, well, you can't hit anybody, so you're kind of useless and you'll never get any stronger. So anyway, from there, they leave. They see, oh, it's King Despot. He has a statue in his town. Oh, man, someone faced it. They must not like him very much. And they meet his brother, who used to be part of the royal guard and stuff like that and he trains boji but not before telling him i like this dude is voiced by chris sabbat and it's honestly really good <laughs> he's imagine a piccolo voice but like fancy and noble and regal like oh joe cheerio i don't know i've offended an entire country now 
Worst part is, I'm pretty sure it's England, but I'm not sure. Anyway, he basically grabs Boji's hands, looks for a minute, because he's like, I can sense hidden potential, and he's like, yeah, Boji, you're kind of stuck. You're never going to get any stronger than this, but we gotta train what you have. You know, they teach him to dodge, doing stuff like that. And eventually, after a few days of training, he allows Boji to select a weapon. And he sees his father in an axe, because, you know, Boji doesn't know his father is, like, the entire reason he has troubles in life. But he sees his like he sees his father in this weapon. And he tries to pick it up and he just can't to the point where it nearly kills him. And then and then Despa just picks it, picks it up and puts it back on the wall. And he says, "Boji, there's a special weapon in here just for you. But I'm not gonna tell you what it is because I know you can find it." And you know, from there it cuts to him training. We we see mostly from Kage's perspective for a while. And then they're about to, and then Boji finishes his training. He's about to leave, and it's this, it's this huge sword in a scabbard. And even I, me and Kage are on the same page of, he can't lift that. And then he pulls it out. It's this. If you've ever seen like the tale of Despero or something like that, it's this tiny little fencing epee is what I want to call it because fencing's a hobby of mine. And it's this, li it's this little ribbon of steel that has a little point on the, on the end. It was so cute. I was like, oh. Also, I don't know how it looks like that in the scabbard because it had like a, it has a rounded bell. That's like the guard, the the handguard on an FA's called. Instead of like the flat handguard on the sword. That, that's my only gripe so far, but I guess it just doesn't translate super well because they're trying to disguise the fact that I don't know. That's my one complaint. That is my genuine one complaint with the show is this sword and the way it's presented. But they go to a bar, and you know they eat Boji, and then someone picks a fight with Despa. They fight a little bit. Despa doesn't do well, and Boji challenges him to a duel silently. Fight Boji's really fast. He does some hits. He knocks some of them out with a single punch. And you know I'm gonna explain why in a second. And this show has two fights: the beginning between Prince Boji and you know Prince. My short-term memory's awful. Why can't I remember this? So he keeps saying Despot, that's why. I'll figure it out later, I swear. I can't put it in post, but... I guess I could, but I don't feel like editing it. You know what I'm talking about. He was, he was mentioned earlier, and then Boji versus these three orcs. And one of them pulls out an axe, and Boji pulls out his little, little fencing sword. And I thought... Oh, he's gonna have to just stab him a ton of times. And Boji just stabs him one time, like quick steps past him. And he just falls over completely unconscious. And then Despa's like, yeah, here's what Boji's been doing. He's been learning anatomy. And he knows, and with this little needle of his, he knows where to strike to knock someone out. And I thought, that's cool. And then he's like, yeah, he can also use this to kill anyone he wants by, you know, restricting blood flow. And I thought, oh. So Boji, like, he's using his speed, dodging all that to his advantage with his attacks. You know, if he ever fights something without, you know, a nervous system or something like that, like a stone golem, he's screwed, but... Well, we'll have to find out. Also, the final revelation in the spoiler section. King Boss reincarnates in King, 
thinking Dada, thanks to the magic mirror. That's his name, Dada. No, is it? No, that's from SMT4, I think. Dida, Dida, that's his name, King Dida. He basically grounds up his body with the help of the magic mirror and her minions, and then it's a reincarnation fluid. Gives it to King Dida with his will, I'd add. And pop, 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 bang, bang, bang. King King Dida's back in his son's body, and he is raised to rule once more. And this is where the show kind of ends. You know, there's more, and I'm obviously leaving a ton out for you to watch for yourself, but I'm very excited. Season 2 isn't even done yet, but the day... Okay, I'm going to catch up. The day after the finale comes out, there'll still be the part 2 of the season, I swear. The day after. I'm pretty sure it's March 23rd it ends. If it's sooner, you'll obviously know because the episode will be out, but... Yeah. Anyway, that's everything. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and I hope to see you next week. And hopefully, if things go planned, there's going to be something special.